0: Welcome to She's Running. This is the podcast dedicated to talking to women who are running for office locally, nationally, and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson, and today I've got a great conversation with Alicia Donahue, who is running for the House of Representatives in Minnesota. Alicia just started her campaign, but she's got a lot going for her, and I'm excited to see how it all works out. But before we talk about Minnesota, I need to chat with Virginia for a second. Virginia. Listen, you have a major primary happening today, and there are so many women running. If you live in Virginia, you should be voting today. I know, I know, it's not a sexy election. You probably haven't even seen any campaign ads on TV. But trust me, this is an important day to go to the polls. Primaries are where the non-traditional candidates, can you hear my air quotes, need their supporters to rally. If you want to be able to vote for anyone who is not a straight white dude, this is your time to shine. Did you know that there are two women candidates for lieutenant governor, one Republican and one Democrat? So theoretically, Virginia could have two women who are running in the general for lieutenant governor. How great would that be? And there's something like 25 women in primaries for various House of Delegate seats. So, If you want to see more women get elected, go get them on the general election ballot. Primaries freaking matter, which I think is now my new slogan. And don't worry, all you non-Virginians. I'll yell at you about primaries, too, when your time comes. BTW, if you want to know more about who's running for local elections, when your state's primaries are, stuff like that, check out Ballotpedia.org. This is a freaking great website that will tell you all the info you need for upcoming elections. Be cool. Bookmark it. Ballotpedia.org. Okay, let's talk to Alicia now. I saw when I was um, looking you up (laughs) that you were one of the uh, main people in charge of the Women's March in Minnesota.
1: That's correct, yes, I was one of the co-founders and chairs of one of our committees.
0: So how did you get involved with that?
1: I stumbled across it on what is now the Stand Up Minnesota Facebook page. It used Mm -hmm. to be Pantsuit Nation. Uh, I had heard that they were marching in Washington and I really wanted to go but knew that logistically it wasn't going to be an option for me and so I thought what better way than to have that here in Minnesota as well. So participated um, in helping to organized the first meeting, and then it really just snowballed from there.
0: So how many people did y'all have?
1: We had 100,000 people show up. Oh my gosh. (gasps) Yeah, it was the largest um, mass mobilization of Minnesotans in our state's history.
0: That's insane. Yep, it was absolutely
1: incredible, and it all happened in nine short weeks with three national holidays in between. Wow, I am so impressed. Yes. It, we were so impressed with Minnesota. They really, they heard the call to action and they came out. Our mission was um, to come out in numbers too great for our new administration to ignore on their first day in office. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota did just that.
0: Beyond. Wow. Yeah. I cannot, I can't believe you, y'all had that many.
1: Yeah, it was really surprising to us. Um, I was our social media chair and mm-hmm. our engagement committee chair. And so it was essentially my role to make sure people showed up. And so I watched those numbers on Facebook and on our website. And even the day of, we were only estimated to have about 40,000. And so mm-hmm. we doubled, almost quadrupled that, or almost tripled that.
0: That's that's insane. I, that's amazing. I'm just astonished.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We, we It was the same for us. We had worked closely with our St. Paul Police Department um, mm-hmm. because we really wanted this to be an event where people could bring their families, and for us, it was important to work with them. Um, and so we worked with them on uh, planning the route and initially had only planned to shut down traffic for about 10 minutes prior to the march happening, but we ended up having to do that 40 minutes before the march. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, I'm so impressed by that. So um, before we get too far into our conversation, we should introduce you officially. So who are you and for what are you running?
1: Yeah. So my name is Alicia Donahue and I am running for the U.S. House of Representatives here in Minnesota's 3rd Congressional District.
0: And where is the 3rd District?
1: The 3rd District is the western suburbs of the metropolitan area. And so we cover a great area from Anoka and Plymouth, Minnetonka, down into Wayzata, Eden Prairie, and then circles back around into Bloomington and Edina.
0: So what motivated you to run for office?
1: That is a great question. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest things that inspired me to run was somebody asked me to run. And while I don't think that women should have to be asked, it's also not something that we necessarily see as a career choice. And so when someone first asked me, I thought, there's no way. And mm-hmm. then it, that pl- that seed was planted, and I started paying more and more attention to my congressional um, district representative and saw how little um, attention he was paying his representatives and I thought that needs to change. Uh, there are people in Washington DC that do not represent our communities and that we can't trust and that needs to change um, and of course one of the most important things is that the US House of Representatives of is made up of less than 20% women and that's not representative of our communities.
0: Mm-hmm. What has the the process of running been like for you so far?
1: Um, Really overwhelming. Um, (laughs) It is unlike anything I anticipated. uh, And I consider myself a pretty intelligent individual. I made it through graduate school. I made it through the licensing process as a social worker, um, which is lots of hoops to jump through as well. Um, But there are so many things that you have to be aware of. And so I've been really fortunate to have people helping me along the way and great friends and family that are able to say, have you thought about this? Or have you checked out this resource? Uh, And so it's been pretty
0: overwhelming. When did you start your campaign?
1: So I first reached out to um, who I consider one of my mentors, a former state representative here in Minnesota. I reached out to her in March. And so I've been thinking about it since January and really have just recently in the last couple of weeks started ramping things up um, and we will be launching my website and my Facebook campaign page this week.
0: Okay, so all that will be up by the time this airs, so I'll be sure and link to that on our page. So what, what are some of the obstacles you've faced
1: Um, Well, I would say being a woman is definitely the biggest obstacle that I've faced thus far. Mm -hmm. I really have seen that the political structure in our community um, really encourages men to run, and it sets it up so that they would be successful, especially men with money. Um, I don't know if you followed the story of... Um, the Iowa representative down in their 4th congressional Mm -hmm. district who just stepped back from running due to death threats and then not knowing whether or not she would have health insurance if she had to quit her job. Um, And those are all very real things that I think um, candidates face and men seem to be shielded a little bit more from that than women are. And so it's really been overcoming some of those hurdles and society's perspective of what it would take for a woman to run.
0: So you mentioned that you're a licensed social worker. Is that your day job?
1: Yes. Yep. So I uh, have spent my entire career um, working to advocate for the rights of individuals with disabilities and have been fortunate enough to have a, a position within the state of Minnesota, um, working in an oversight role as an ombudsman to ensure that individuals who are receiving services um, are granted the rights that are afforded to them in the statutes.
0: All right. What is an ombudsman? Because I hear <laughs> that, <laughs> but I have no idea what it actually is.
1: Well, first I have to say you said it really well because usually <laughs> it's a tough word for people to say. Well, um, I,
0: I luckily just heard you say it, so <laughs> I mimic that. <laughs>
1: um, it Well, an ombudsman at, in a general term is a third-party neutral evaluator that comes in and takes a look at all sides um, that are being represented hears all the parties' perspectives, and then comes to a mutual understanding and a mutual agreement on how to move forward. So I get to do all of that without any legal authority to do so.
0: (laughs) So like a mediator. Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, that seems pretty relevant to being in political office. I think absolutely.
1: In fact, when I was looking up what it takes to be a representative, because let's face it, mine is not a good mentor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I looked to see what it would take and really what the roles and responsibilities are. And one of the words that they use to describe a representative is an ombudsman.
0: Oh, okay. What are some of your core issues for your campaign?
1: So I would say the biggest one is the American Health Care Act, ensuring that every Minnesotan everybody in the nation has access to affordable health care um, is really important to me. I've seen firsthand how detrimental that can be to my clients and to the people that I work with. And so I think it's just absolutely critical that we have health insurance for all and that nobody has to worry about whether or not they can afford their insulin or medication that helps keep them alive.
0: So what are some of the issues that are most important to the people of Minnesota?
1: Definitely health care. Mm-hmm. Um, in my congressional district, there's over 50,000 people who would lose their health insurance if the Affordable Health Care um, Act were to be fully repealed and replaced by the American Health Care Act. Access to affordable housing and it is another important piece for some of the communities in my district. Um, I have a very diverse district. It's very purple. There are some really wealthy areas in the district as well as some areas that are more impoverished. And so access to affordable housing is really important. Um, And I would say the other part for some of the other individuals, um, or for everyone in the district, is access to education. Uh, Whether or not some of the members of the community would be directly impacted by um, public education cuts, Um, We all do better when we all do better, as the the late Paul Willstone would say.
0: (laughs) So thinking back like two, five years ago, you know, just the recent past, would you have thought that you would be running for office right now?
1: Never. It <laughs> never um, crossed my mind. I've always been very politically interested. In fact, I thought about being a political science major for about a half a second in college, <laughs> and then thought, there's there's no way. And um, really just devoted my time and my energy into understanding um, the mental health community and how I could work to improve their lives. And really what it comes down to is after the election, I woke up the next day and thought I need to do more. And so this is what I decided to do.
0: Have you joined any like um, political groups like Emerge or uh, She Should Run or anything like that?
1: Yes, so we don't have Emerge here in Minnesota that I'm aware okay. of. I think I was just looking um, on their website the other day. But I have joined She Should Run, and run for something they're Mm -hmm. the group that's working to get more millennials um in office um so one thing that i really love in the um, she should run group is that they have a incubator group I guess Mm -hmm. I think is what they call it on Facebook full of really supportive incredible amazing women who are also running for various offices across the nation and actually just today I posted two different photos um, of a headshot for my website and I said which one do you guys think and I had over a hundred comments within a few hours. So it's been really amazing to have support from women all across the country um, and, and seeing all these other women standing up and speaking out and wanting to do something to improve their community is incredible.
0: Yeah. You're in the very beginning of your campaign. So is there anything that has surprised you just like just even like in these first weeks?
1: You know, part of me wants to say nothing has surprised me, and then the other half of me wants to say everything has surprised me. It is more than I ever expected, but equally as rewarding. Um, Even though there have been trials and tribulations along the way and sort of naysayers, if you will, there's equal amounts of people who are really inspired and have said, thank you so much for doing this. only there was more women that could step up and run Um, and that that really has been surprising to me is seeing all of the people who've come out and said I really want to help support you what can I do even if I don't live in your district
0: so if you had advice to give women who are thinking about running for office what would it be
1: do it (laughs) Just do it. Don't think about it because we as women, I'm guilty myself, overthink everything. um, Mm -hmm. And it will absolutely terrify you to think of what if this, what if that. But honestly, at the end of the day, if we're not at the table, we're on the menu and women need to step up. We win uh, at equal rates as men when we run. It's the running part that scares us away. Um, And so sometimes I think we just need to get out of our own head and not let ourselves uh, stop us from accomplishing something incredible.
0: Yeah. It's like, and I've talked to almost 20 women and asked them that question and they all say the same thing, just (laughs) do it. (laughs) But it's, it's just so hard to say, and I guess this is like a a female thing because I think the same thing. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it perfectly. Like I need to be the most prepared. I need to be the most qualified. I need to be like without a doubt the best. But that's just so unrealistic. We don't ask that of anybody.
1: Right, and I I think it's really challenging because we do have this mentality that we have to do it the best. And Mm -hmm. um, honestly, just running is doing it the best because we need to inspire younger generations of women to step up and run and to show them that they can do this and that this can be a political career or could be a career choice for them. Um, men certainly don't think about all the same things that we do before they run. They don't worry about whether or not their hair color is right, if they should change their glasses, if they should lose weight. Uh, I'm getting married in October. And so one of the things that crossed my mind was, do I change my name? Do I keep oh, it the yeah. same? I mean, none of those things men have to think about. And it just infuriates me <laughs> when I start thinking <laughs> about that. And then I use that as my motivation to just keep going.
0: I mean, that's that's such an interesting – like, I would never have even thought of that. But have you come to a decision on that?
1: I have. I'm going to keep my name the same, mm-hmm. um, in part because I'm really attached to my name. I have professional licenses in my name. I have publications in my name. And so at this point, um, my professional career, people know me by that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it was really an unfortunate position to have to find myself in. Um, but thankfully, I have an incredibly supportive fiancé. So
0: Yeah. I didn't change my name either. After I got married, I just I could never imagine changing my email address.
1: That right, It's awful. <laughs> That's so true. And my email address, I don't know what I would do.
0: Just things that we have to think about as ladies. Yes. Where can people find you if they're interested in getting involved with your campaign?
1: Yes, that is a great question. So you can find me on Twitter, which is at Alicia Donahue. And then you can also find me um, on Facebook at Alicia Donahue for Congress. And you can find me online. My website is AliciaDonahue.com.
0: And what do you most need right now? Is it volunteers? Is it donations? Are you set up for donations yet?
1: I am set up for donations. And my campaign manager would be very mad at me if I didn't say donations. (laughs) But, you know, of course, as as a woman, fundraising is one of the other biggest barriers, is actually Mm -hmm. going out there and asking for money. I don't know why it's so hard. Um, So I would say definitely donations is huge, but also volunteers, people in Minnesota that are willing to help out, even if they're not in the district, people that are across the country, because now we can do phone banking and that sort of thing from everywhere, um, but just supporters and volunteers and donations. I'm just, I'm so thankful for you um, taking the time to interview me and being interested in my story. And I'm really excited for Minnesota's third congressional district. It's held by a five term seated Republican. And that party has held the seat for nearly six decades. Wow. So it's gonna be an uphill battle, but I'm ready to persist like I've never persisted before.
0: That's Yeah, that's intense. That's that's quite a battle, but I'm sure you'll do great.
1: Well, thank you. Yes, I, I sure hope so.
0: <laughs> and your race is in 2018, right?
1: That's correct.
0: Do you have a primary?
1: I will, yes. Okay. So I currently have several male challengers, um, and so I will have to win the DFL endorsement um, before going on to the general election.
0: Well, good luck. I will be rooting for you from several states south well, thank of where you, you yeah. are <laughs> thank you so much all right big thanks to Alicia Donahue for chatting with me you can find Alicia's campaign on Facebook at Alicia Donahue for Congress on Twitter and Instagram at at Alicia Donahue and that's A-L-I C-I-A D-O-N-A-H-U-G-E. And what else? Oh, her website is alishadonohue.com, but it's currently linking. (laughs) I've got a note here. It's currently linking to her Facebook page um, because her actual website's not quite finished. Anyway, um, if you are local, for Alicia's campaign aka in Minnesota in her district. She's having her very first town hall tonight at 7 p.m. and you can find info about that event on her Facebook page. Um, if you can please go and support Alicia. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at she's running pod. Please, please rate, review, and subscribe if she's running on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it is now. Um, We're also on Google Play and Stitcher, Podbean, all of those. So whatever your podcast listening device of choice is, (laughs) um, subscribe to us there. Tell your friends about the show and tell me about women you'd like to hear on here. Tweet at me or shoot me an email at shesrunningpod at gmail.com and let me know who who you would like to hear on the podcast. That's actually how I found out about next week's guest, Susan Ellenberg. Her daughter wrote me a great email about Susan and her campaign and about how I have it, yet had someone from California on. She really did the whole selling thing. And she was right. Susan's great. I loved chatting with her. We actually had a long conversation after we stopped recording. So sorry, you can't hear that. But I really love talking to her. And I think you're going to enjoy listening to her. But that's next week. So you'll have to come back. And that's it for this week. So thanks. I'll talk to you soon.